And uh, Brother Nolan, I know you're up in years now because I'm right behind you. <laughs> I'm right behind you. You know, I've always said this, that uh, thank God for the Nolans, your pastor and his wife, for being faithful all these years. And then I know where all your ties come from, brother. They come from the Nolans. You got a big family, man. And I know because that happened in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Amen. But I thank God for the rest of you giving too. Amen. Amen. The church is not built on the Nolans. It's built on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Um, I'm kind of simmering down. Before I walked in, I was on fire. <laughs> now I'm getting kind of cold. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm going to preach the word of God the best way I know how. But I'm going to play the piano. Now, everybody's got their own style. I understand that. You don't know where I come from. Before I got saved, I played Dos Años con Little Joe La Familia. Where some of you don't know Spanish. That's a Latino group. That's Tex-Mex. And then, after that, I started playing rhythm and blues and all that. Played lead guitar and all that. Had a pompadour just like Brother Nolan did at one time. I remember those times in Bible college. But God saved me in 1976. And put me on the solid rock. My pastor is Pastor Orville Hayes in heaven. But he was my David Wilkinson and I was his Nicky Cruz. Yeah. You remember those rumbles in the jungles? <laughs> he fought, I fought against your, your pastor. How do you like that? Yeah. And it wasn't fun either. It wasn't funny back then. It's funny now. Because I'm saved and I'm born again. So is he. And he loves God. And I, I, I admire him. For what he's doing here. Especially in the heat. But he's a good preacher. You're a good church. You're a giving church. You're a soul winning church. And God's going to bless you in the come. I'm looking forward to the next time I come. That you have, your, you have a bigger building. Amen. 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 I, I got two stories I'd like to tell you. But before I do. See, as you get older you tell stories. <laughs> Amen. But. I don't know, you, if you tell stories, preacher. Yeah, you do, I can tell. <laughs> but I'm going to play the piano. I don't play it like you, brother. I don't know how to play. I just get up here and try my best. And that's all God wants. Amen? Amen. Now, I've got a Baptist mind. I know where I stand. King James Bible. Amen. i got a Pentecostal heart. I like to get excited. And I got Joe with his feet. That makes a pretty round Baptist. It's my desire to live for Jesus. It's my
I've been doing that for the last 47 years, brother. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to play my signature song. I just did a revival in the Navajo Nation. And I'll tell you what, many people got saved. Wouldn't it be nice if all the Hernandezes got saved? Amen. It can happen. Have to all my brothers. Have to my bratty sister. And it happened to me. Here we go. This is from New Mexico. Amen. The land of the chili. One day as I was singing about the eastern sky, the spirit came unto me and filled my heart with love. Or I'm going to die on this bed of hell. I'm going to die in this war. Yes, I'm going to die on this bed of hell with glory in my soul. Now get your Bibles ready. Now, Christian, put on your armor. Stretch forth the sword of God. Then shout the victory in Jesus. And onwards to heaven we crown. For I'm going to die on this battlefield. I'm going to die in this war. Yes, I'm. Gonna die on this bed of hell. With glory in my soul. I'll tell you what, brother. As you get older in life, things change, amen? I'll tell you what, I've been married now. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary. 50 years, I trained her good. If you believe that, there's something wrong with you. She trained me real good. Honey, would you please stand? This is my wife, Cecilia Hernandez. We're high school sweethearts. I met Brother Nolan in Bible college. We were all that, you know what I'm talking about? We had everything up here, not down here. He had a pompadour, he was going there, he was preaching away. I've never seen him preach like that before, but he was preaching, boy, and I, and I admired that man for preaching. Now he's pastoring, he's a church planner, just like I am. He plants them, he builds them, I plant them and give them over. That's what I do. I'm the Mexican, ver I'm the Latino version of the Apostle Paul. Amen. Amen. Y'all got a sense of humor? Amen. Amen. I'm glad to hear that because I got one too. <laughs> Turn to the book of John chapter 6 because of time. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to thank God since the last time I've been with you. Riverwalk Baptist Church is doing all right. Amen. My son Joshua right now is overseeing the work. My oldest boy. And then my son, remember Gabriel Venezuela? Oh, Gabriel. 
He said, brother, he said, dad, dad, I, he didn't call me preacher, he called me dad, I don't know what to do. I said, go to the mountaintop and start praying. So he went on the Mesa Verde. He came down after a while, and he got a call from a preacher. Stated they're going to give him 240000 Gave him 240000 to build a church from scratch. They build it. They're in it. They're running about 70. There's Gabriel. My son, Joe Hernandez, my youngest son, he's in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Hacienda Avenue Baptist Church. And he's raising up a generation of young people, and he has nine children of his own. What a good start, amen? Jonathan is now helping Gabriel Venezuela there, and he's doing a great job as well. My daughters are all gospel singers, Sunday school teachers, Christian school teachers, and they're all in the ministry as well. It's blessed. Brother, John, you are blessed, brother. You are blessed. We don't see that very often in the churches that I go to, to see the whole family serve God. You got 10? You must be a Baptist Mormon. I don't know where they came from. They just had to throw that in, brother. I don't know if it did you any good, but I'm having a good time over here. Turn your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 6. For time's sake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the message. And I've always had this motto that I live by, and I learned to be an independent Baptist preacher because I live by this motto. Where he leads me, I will follow what he feeds me, I'll swallow. And I don't know what I'm going to eat after this, Brother Nolan, but I know it's going to be good. <laughs> Amen. Amen? I'm not doing too shabby, brother. I lost a lot of weight. I do a lot of exercise. <laughs> but God's been good. John chapter 6, and we're going to look at a, a, we're going to look at a verse here. And I want you to take your Bibles in John chapter 6, your King James Bible. And I want you to look at, I want you to look at verse number, um, we'll start with verse number uh, 8. Here the Bible says, And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in this place. Don't sound like over here. There ain't no grass around here. So men sat down in number about 5,000. And I want you to look at verse number, 22, verse number 12. And when they were filled, he said unto them, the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. I want to talk to you tonight about the mystery of the 12 baskets. The mystery of the 12 baskets. Now, keep that in mind. Now, I sat down and I read the scriptures, and this is what I came up with. The mystery of the 12 baskets. There's always a mystery, be, be, uh, be, a mystery to be gleaned from the story of the feeding of the 5,000 that I want you to see. And there are hidden truths in this passage that you may have never seen before. Now, I'm going to preach this message because I believe 
that we're living not in the last days, but I believe we're living in the last of the last days. I believe that. And I have to tell you that I've never saw this mystery in this passage until recently. So we're, we're going to uncover the hidden mystery of the barley, the fish, and the 12 baskets. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask God that you give me liberty, God. Thank you for this church supporting us, supporting me, my wife, and doing your work there, God. We just thank you. This church is a mighty church. This is a strong church. This is a well-established church. And thank God for the faithfulness of God's people. But if here, there's, if here there's one that's not saved, I say tonight, dear God, that that person will be saved tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, since we are talking about the barley harvest, he, uh, the barley harvest, it is important that we see some spiritual truths from the story we often call the feeding of the 5,000. Are you with me so far? Can I get an amen? I'm an amener. Amen. You got it? Amen. You don't say amen, I ain't going nowhere. Amen. Now, number one, it is near the feast of the Passover, according to verse number four. And the Passover, a feast of Jews. Number two, the Passover being nigh, being nigh, that means near, explains a great mystery was nigh, according to verses four through six. Now, when you get time, you read these verses, okay? I don't have time tonight. I'm hungry for cake. But I want you to notice that there are no women and children mentioned here. Look at verse number 10. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in this place. So the men sit down in number about 5,000. Look at verse number 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is a truth that a prophet shall come into the world. Now listen to me very carefully. Are you with me? In the Bible, there are three times that all the Jewish men were required to be in Jerusalem. According to Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16. Listen to this. Three times in a year shall all the males, that's men, appear before the Lord thy God in the place which thou shalt choose in the feast of the unleavened bread and in the feast of weeks and in the feast of tabernacles and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. I want you to understand that. Where are you going with this? You'll see in a minute. Number one, the feast of the unleavened bread was the first one. This feast began at 6 p.m. and at the end of the Passover. So church, obviously, the men would have to travel and get there ahead of time. They have to travel. And this would explain why just men were mentioned as being there in verses 10 and 14 of John chapter 6. The other two feasts are, the, are, are Pentecost and Tabernacles, mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16. And incidentally, church, this would explain why the multitudes were in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Amen? Yeah. 3,000 souls got saved in one service. 
Wouldn't you like to see that here? You want to give your pastor a heart attack? Would you like to see 3,000 people get saved in one service? Number three, this explains why the lad had five barley loaves in John chapter 6, verse 9, which says, there's a lad here which has five barley loaves. Church, barley is harvested at this time, according to the word of God. Now, barley harvest is at the season of the Passover and first fruits, according to John chapter 6, verse 11. Now, I know this is kind of tough for some of you to swallow. See, even Latinos got good education. Number five, notice the lad had five loaves of barley and two fishes. Now, church, that makes seven in all. Amen? Amen. God's number of perfection. Brother, Brother Knuff, you had ten, right? Now, how many of you know music real well? Music, you're a music theory major? Okay. How many notes are there in music? Seven. Seven. Right? Like seven colors? Seven. Now, if, if, there, if, if there's more than seven notes, then that means that would be octave. That would be number eight. Right? That, that would mean that you have to start over. Right? Brother John, you have ten? Seven more, brother. Oh, no. Look at him. He goes, no way, man. You know, I know of a preacher right now, right now, who has 12 kids. 12, that's six. He needs two more. I told him this over the phone. Go for two more. You're on the roll, brother. And he's a Baptist Mormon as well. Church, so he did that. Amen? He did that. Now, I credit this to my youngest boy. I have... Son, Joe Hernandez, who pastors in Hacienda. He's number seven. We have seven kids of our own. Amen. I didn't go beyond that, brother. I didn't want to start over again. <laughs> number six. Now, after everyone had eaten, they gathered, gathered up the fragments. Now, I don't know about you. I like leftovers. How many of you like leftovers? I like leftovers frijoles. Amen, yeah, brother. Some of you folks don't like leftovers. You're so spoiled. But I like leftovers. Now, after everyone had eaten, they gathered the fragments, the leftovers, and filled 12 baskets, according to verses 12 and 13 of John chapter 6. Now, church, can you picture this in your mind? Think about this. One basket for each apostle to remind them of what the Lord can do. Amen? Amen? Do you believe God can do the supernatural? Amen. I do. I have 29 grandkids, and we have one called Ezra. Ezra, he don't look like, he don't look like no Latino brother. He looks like, he looks like un cavacho. You know what I'm talking about? He's a huero. That's what he is. Blanco. That means white. And I look at my grandson, he's, he, you know what I call that little boy? He's one of my Mexican hillbillies. <laughs> See, I got mixed vegetables in our family, brother. 
Now, it was his birthday, so we celebrated it at Community Bible Baptist Church because our family is too big to go anywhere else. <laughs> Had to use the fellowship hall. You know what I'm talking about? Well, there was a man named Ricardo. Ricardo was one of the men in the church. And he was looking at a bus. I said, who owns that bus, Brother Ricardo? Oh, the, the fellow next door does. I said, well, how much do you want for it? He wants 4500 I said, have you gone down there and talked to him about that bus? He's not using it. Why don't you just tell him to give it to you? He's not using it. Oh, no, but he wants to sell it for 4500 I said, have you been praying about it? He goes, yeah. You know, if you get that bus, you're going to have to start a bus route. You know that, don't you? He goes, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot to run a bus, let me tell you that. I remember those times. And he said, uh, he said Brother Her Pastor Hernandez, I've been praying for that bus. I said, have you really been praying for that bus? Really? He goes, yeah, how much do you pray? Oh, I pray like once a week. That ain't cutting it, brother. You got to pray every day. If you, want church, if, you, if you want Bible Baptist Church to be the church God wants it to be, you got to pray every day. Amen. You got to pray for your pastor. You get a heart attack. Amen. In a good way, brother, in a good way. A spiritual heart attack, not a physical. And so he looked at that bus, and he said this, Brother Hernandez, pastor, I only have $1,000 in my pocket. I said, what? I said, I got $1,000. I said, follow me. So I took him next door where the bus was, walked into that man's business, and I said, I don't know who you are, but I heard your name is Joe. He said, yeah, my name is Joe. I says, I want to pray with you. So I started praying with Joe. Lord, bless this man. Lord, you ever, oh, I'm telling you, when I pray, I pray, brother. Lord, bless this man. God, help his business take off. Use him in a mighty way to help Community Bible Baptist Church. I prayed like that for about 25 minutes. He was praying with me, Brother Nolan. He was praying with me. And after we stopped praying, I said, I hear you want 4500 for that bus. He goes, yeah. I says, but after you prayed, I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> I told Brother Ricardo, give him the $1,000. He gave him the $1,000. The man looked at him. Joe looked at him and says, not only will I take your thousand, I'll give you new batteries. I'll give you brand new tires. And if it ever breaks down, bring it to me and I'll fix it. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, brother. You ought to see Brother Ricardo's jaws. <laughs> now, did you meet a Brother Ricardo? Yeah, but I, I didn't tell my wife. Oh, bad deal. I'll go with you. Sister Michelle, your husband made a commitment to buy that bus for a thousand. What do you think? She looked at him, and she looked at me, and she looked at him. She looked at me and goes, go get it, because you're driving it. <laughs> now, Community Bible Baptist Church has a bus route. 
and they're picking up people in that bus. I'm here to tell you something. God can do anything. Amen. But you got to believe. You got to believe. I don't know about you, but I'm in the believing business. Now, I'm a little bit of counsel. I understand that. But I can't help myself. Now, where was I? Number seven. Remember this. Barley is a type of Israel. God's chosen people. According to verse number 13 in John chapter 6. Number eight. There's no mention that any of the two fishes were leftover fragments. According to verse number 12. No leftover fragments. Church, the fish is a symbol or a type of the New Testament church age believer. You got that so far? Now, remember that. According to verse number 11, likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Now, first of all, now here's the prophetic message that I want to get across. We are living in the last of the last days. We have no time to waste. My kids tell me, Dad, you ain't slowed down one bit. And I said, I'm not going to slow down. But you're getting old. I said, no, I'm not getting old. I'm getting older. I'm not old. Old man. No, I'm not old. You're old. Because you won't do nothing. Just getting older. Now here's a prophetic message. The five barley loaves are a type of Israel. The two fishes are a type of the local New Testament church. Jesus is the Lord of all and the provider and master of all. Amen? Amen. Now God can take every one of us out of this building and he can build us a bigger building. He can do it. Your pastor has faith. But do you have faith to believe that what he says will do? Oh, here's where the rubber meets the road. God has used the Jews, the barley, to bless the people and nation of the world. The nations of the world. Genesis 12, 3 says this, And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them which curse thee. And in all shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. Secondly, the Jews have given the world many things, haven't they? They have been chosen to bring the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world. They have made salvation available to all of us. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Not only that, they have given the world the word of God, our King James Bibles. Amen. 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 Which are called the oracles of God, according to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. The Jew, they have given us countless inventions and discoveries. And there were even Jews of importance in the founding of our great nation, America. Thirdly, 
Now listen to me very carefully. For 2,000 years, this church age, the Jews at least as a nation have been placed in the background, in the background as we speak. You know why? Because God revealed this to the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 3.16. We've all read it before. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. That's the church age period. Believed on the world, received up to glory. Church, listen. God revealed the mystery of the church and how it would be used to get the word of God out and around the world. That's church planning and giving to missions. I am not a church builder. I learned that many years ago. Some men can take a church from scratch and build it all the way up. God didn't call me to do that, and I recognize that in my years of ministry. I'm a church planner. I get them going, I start them up, and I bring in a young preacher or a preacher that sees it and take it over. Honey, don't, don't get a heart attack, please. I just did a meeting in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. And I went to the, I went to the, where, uh, where, where history was made about that lady who, 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 who was, uh, uh, rode the bus in the back. How many of you remember who she, who, who was she? Okay, listen to this. I was there. And I started looking around. Is there an independent Baptist church over here? There's not one. In the east side of Detroit, there's not one. And I'm not saying that I'm going to Detroit. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying there's a need. And, and God doesn't take it off my back. I don't know what it is. I can't see a Latino going to Detroit in the colored neighborhood. I can't see that. But God can. Church, listen. God revealed the mystery of the church and how it would go around the world and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you so much for taking us on for missions. It means a lot to me Amen. and my wife and our churches. Amen. And in the church, there are no difference between Jew and Gentile. Amen? Amen. According to Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, that means that the church is made up of born again, washed in the blood, baptized believers. And the Jews, the apostles, were the very foundation of being the beginning of the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says this, And God has set some in the church first, apostles. They weren't Gentiles, they were Jews. And they did not start reaching Gentiles like us. I'm a junkyard dog, I'm a heathen. Until so Acts chapter 10 showed up. Church, listen, today many Jews, Israel, are now blind to the truth of the gospel, but not all. And God is not finished with Israel as a nation. And God is not finished with him, and they are the barley, Israel I'm talking about, and God has his eyes on that precious nation. So church, the prophecy of the bones coming to life in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 is proof that God is not done with Israel. Amen. Amen. Number four. Now notice in our text back in John chapter 6 and verse 13, there 
that there is no mention of any fragments or leftovers to gather of the two fishes. Look at verse 13. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the bar five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. I'm going to tell you this. I am totally convinced that I believe that the, the, that the filling of the 12 baskets with the fragments or leftovers of the barley is prophetic of the 12 tribes of Israel getting back to their homeland and being prepared to take part in the fulfillment role in the coming tribulation period. Amen. It's coming. The two fishes are a type of the New Testament church age or Christian age that we are now living in right now. Do you know what that means, church? There will be no true, there will be no true born-again believer left behind at the rapture. If you're born again, you're washed in the blood, brother, you ought to be shouting out and reaching others with the gospel. Because time is running out. Time is short. We have, that's why I'm on the road preaching the gospel. That's why I'm on the road encouraging the saints. That's why I'm on the road doing what I do. Because people need to wake up. It's high time that you and I wake up in the gospel. Time is too short. Because all the redeemed will be snatched away. All the redeemed. And it will happen in an instant. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 51. I show you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we should all be changed. In a moment of the, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump shall sound and the dead shall be rise incorruptible. And we shall be changed. So the church, once the two fishes are removed, a type of the church. Then the Lord will turn his attention again to the nation Israel. Once again, God will redeem Israel, beginning with 144,000 Jewish men in the book of Revelation chapter 7. The word of God tells us that they come from the 12 tribes of Israel, known in John chapter 6 verse 13 as the 12 baskets of barley fragments. Woo! That's a lot to chew. That's a lot to chew. And it will become, and they will become believers right at the middle, right at, at the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. I'm a premillennialist, brother. Amen. Guys are changing big time. This new independent Baptist movement—that's all it is, new. But then, well, I'm old, Jack. I'm not going to change. I'm not moving for one iota. I'm a premillennialist. Amen. Amen. We don't see too many of us anymore, brother. Once you change your doctrine, you'll change the book. I don't know how this happened, but it did. So church, as of right now, as of right now, 2000, 2020, 2021, as of right now, the barley, I'm talking about Israel, and the two fishes, I'm talking about the church, serve and dwell together. Right now. Keep your eyes on the eastern sky. Keep your eyes on Israel. Keep your eyes right there. Because once we stop blessing Israel, the United States of America is in trouble. Church, as I speak of John chapter 6, I'm totally convinced 
It is already happening. I mean, when the barley Israel is ripe and ready, the prophetic clock will be reset. And there will be nothing that man can do to stop it. And who can, even, who can, can know for whether or not it's already happening? We don't know that. Now, I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Turn to John chapter 6. The mystery of the 12 baskets. In John chapter 6, verses 8 through 14, as you read those verses, because of time, this is why I'm doing this, or I'll read it. It is interesting that after refeeding the 5,000 men, the 12 apostles were told to get into a boat. Amen? And cross the Sea of Galilee, according to verses 10, 15 to 21. Now, here's the point in the summary of this message. We need Christians that will get the point. Let me go back and re-say that again. We need porcupine Christians that will get the point. Amen? At the midpoint, they found themselves in a storm. Were in great turmoil, they were in trouble. Until the Lord showed up in the fourth watch. It was dark to rescue them. Church, this is an amazing picture of Israel recognizing the Messiah in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. It's coming. I'm ready for Jesus Christ to come back. But then there are times I wish he don't come back yet. Why? Because there's many, there's need, souls need to be saved. The Hernandez family needs to be saved. There's a lot of them that are backslidden. They need to get back in church. There are people that used to serve God are not serving God no more. Amen? I know many of you can say this. I know who used to serve here, who used to serve here. Where are they at, brother? I'm going to tell you what, brother. That old devil knows how to slide himself right in, doesn't he? Just like your pastor said, I've been through this and I've been through that. I've been through turmoil. I've been through. I understand what he went through because I've gone through it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Until Jesus comes back, I'm going to keep on serving him no matter what. I'm going to proclaim the gospel. I'm going to blow the trumpet so people will wake up in our Baptist churches and realize that time is running out. We are living in the last of the last days. Are you with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around.